0: welcome welcome to the money mentors podcast welcome to money mentors I'm Gary Matson of Matson Financial Services and Jennifer Perry starting out with me and and we'll have some other advisors joining us shortly uh-huh. but uh, I don't know about you but I'm kind of messed up I mean you know Labor Day is supposed to be the end of summer and mm-hmm. we've taken all our projects out of the water and now we're hitting this 80 degrees and I want to get back in the water and play with my toys. <laughs> You know, I just, I, you know, it's one of those things that you never get it right. If we right. leave it in, it's always going to be cold. We'll never use it. Uh-huh. If we take it out, it gets warm. So I guess if you want to keep the weather warm, we should take it out and everybody else is happy.
1: <laughs> Maybe. It kind of sounds like the market, though. And we're going to actually talk about that today, Gary. A lot of times you're not sure when to get in, when to get out. And there is a different strategy, though, than trying to time the market, isn't there?
0: Absolutely, and that is that 78% of the time when you try to time the market, it's incorrect. Mm -hmm. You would have a better chance than your advisor if you just flipped a coin and made a decision. right? So we know that that is really, really tough to do. It's easy to get out, but it's very hard to get in. Mm-hmm. So we actually have a different way to do that. We react to the marketplace. So we have assets that we've created and portfolios we have set up that when the market moves, either positive or negative, we're going to take advantage of that. Hmm. Now we all know the basics to investing is to buy low, sell high. Sell high, high right? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're going to do some creative tax planning, you mm-hmm. know, that type of thing. But when it comes to your portfolios and your assets, we want to make sure we're making money. So the only way to do that properly is sell when the market's up and buy when the market's low. And based upon what the market does, we're gonna make that review and make adjustments. And we've been doing a lot of adjustments in this last, the third quarter. I mean, it's been the most we've adjusted besides last year ever. Oh wow. Because we have all this money coming in, right? Mm -hmm. Markets are all up. And so we're not gonna leave it sit there until the market goes down. We're gonna harvest that, put it into a position that we're still making money. But if the client needs income, or they want to do something, or more importantly, that the market goes down, we've got assets ready to buy. Life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast.
1: Well, every week we talk about those of you who've saved well for retirement. And here's the thing we hear from a lot of our listeners, Gary, they've done the right things over the years, they've saved really well. But once you get to retirement, Will you be able to spend what you've saved? Surprisingly, many retirees have a problem with this. Michael Fink with the American College of Financial Services tells Yahoo Finance. Why
0: are people not spending as much as they could, especially people who have saved a lot for retirement? If you think about it, it it is a mystery because why did you sacrifice during your working years if you're not willing to spend that money in retirement?
1: So, Gary, can you help us solve this mystery? I mean, why are people so afraid to
0: spend? Well, it really goes back to 2008 when we call it a financial reset. You know, before, my grandparents, they would buy a stock, they would hold it, have the dividends come in, they had Social Security, a pension, and life was good. They didn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of worries about what to do. My parents wanted to be entrepreneurs, have an income, and so we had a good relationship with the bank. We would go out and do the things we wanted to do or needed to do, and then we would invest in certain areas like real estate. Real estate's never going to go negative. They're not making it anymore. We've heard all these types of Uh things. Now, in 2008, when everything kind of went negative, you had real estate going negative, you had stocks going negative, you had bonds going negative, and all of that looked like and says, okay, well, where can I put my assets so I know that I don't have the negativity? Hmm. And the answer was that was we don't know. So it kind of feels like you're walking in a marsh, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm investing, am I going to step out in this investment and get my shoe a little wet? Or am I going to go up to water, maybe ankle high? Or maybe I'm going to just sink right up to my neck and I'm going to be totally soaked. So when it comes to investing, we found out that since 2008, all the things that normally drive the market, positive or negative, the market's not reacting to. We're hitting all-time highs in, in debt. What's happening? The market keeps surging. Yeah. We've had it before where we've had bombs or terrorism in the United States go off, and then the market would react to that negative. What's recently happened? Not a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Just resilient.
0: So what's seen is that we're looking down the road and saying, okay, what's coming up that I don't know about? Nobody knew COVID was going to happen and shut down the world. So these people are sitting by the sidelines saying, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if the market's going to go down 40%. Am I going to be able to have income in the future? So instead of having a plan in place that shows that the markets are not going to influence their income, they're not going to spend out of fear.
1: And you say we actually need to learn how to maybe spend more and actually enjoy what we've saved over the years.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of interesting lately is that as we show clients, and this actually came from a client, we showed them that they were saving actually 2% better in average returns than they had prior to us. Mm-hmm. We lowered their advisor fee by 1%, and then we did the tax structure savings of another 2%, and I showed them, I said, that's going to be a 5% savings. And after a year and a half, almost two years of review, they said, gee, Gary, that 5% is there. We're actually going to use those dollars, and we're going to go spend it, and we're going to go down to Key West and buy some property down there and actually use those dollars. So we're actually going to spend more than we thought we would in retirement.
2: And actually what we do is put a plan together so you can see just that. Like we're talking about people are scared to spend money. They're scared to run out of money. But, you know, it's important to have a plan not only that it shows accumulating wealth, but showing hey when i spend my assets do these fun things like we're talking about here what does it look like what does my nest egg look like when we're done and so with one of our reports that we run that we give you complimentary during our our meetings here is when you're done you know we look towards the end here what kind of money do you have left? And sometimes, hey, if it's your goal to say, I don't want anything there, mm-hmm. we'll run it to show zero at the end. Yeah, <laughs> um, you want the
0: last check for the flowers at the funeral home to bounce? Perfect, <laughs> right. you spend it all.
2: But a lot of times we're seeing people want to make sure what they've worked so hard for, there's going to be something left for their kids or grandkids or a charity, and we actually show how that money still grows with you taking X amount out. I think it's really important to see what that looks like So you can kind of rest easy and say, great, we can take these vacations. We can spend a little more money here and have our date nights. It's really important.
0: Getting you not just to, but through retirement. This is the Money Mentors Podcast.
1: According to a recent Gallup poll, the average American today retires at 66 and they live until they're 78.7 years old. So... That's about uh, 12 years of retirement we need to fund, a little over that, guys. So it doesn't seem nearly as daunting as some of those commercials out there make it seem, does it?
0: Well, it's kind of interesting that, you know, you have these statistics out there that say, here's when you're going to live, here's when you're going to die. And then a client came up to me recently, and they said that they had cancer. And I go, oh, who in your family has that? And he goes, nobody. Huh. And I'm going, oh, somebody has to start it right. Somebody has to be the first.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And fortunately for this person is they got the right treatment very early and it caught it. But also it made that person really stop and think and saying, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Where do I want to be? Yeah. And they made the conscious decision that they really want to be around family. So they retired. You know, they were actually in their late 60s said they were going to work to 70. Nope, they decided to retire. <laughs> They're now doing things with family members, but again, we're looking at that number. Now, his number he thought was like gonna be eighty-two to eighty three. He says, you know, if I run out of money then that's okay. I says, but what happens if you're my mom? Now you're ninety-eight, yeah, still living at home, enjoying life, going to the movies and all that. The last time I went to the movies, now recently, I was shocked. I gotta admit this. Yeah. I took four grandchildren and four adults. And with popcorn, we spent $148. Oh, wow.
1: That's an expensive movie night.
0: <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't hot dogs and the rest of it. That uh-huh. was just popcorn, pop, and the tickets. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's going to be in another 20 years. Is it going to be a $500 bill? Right. But I know that I want to be there. I want to yeah. see, what did we see? What was that? Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol. Yeah, I want to see Paw Patrol <laughs> with my great-grandkids. Yeah. I want to be there and enjoy that. I want to see them sitting on the edge of their seat going, Oh! <gasps> I can't believe and watch the wonderment. That's what's so cool about being around your kids and grandkids is the wonderment when they see something, you get to participate through their eyes. And
2: And, I mean, you make a good point there because, you know, Jennifer had mentioned planning for 12 years of retirement here just in one poll, right? And that's retiring at 66. But, I mean, how many clients do we see that are retiring at 55 to 59, you know?
0: Or even earlier. So that's
2: technically in that early stage because... Technically retirement, you know, that 59 and a half, you have more freedoms when it comes to your planning. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, there are penalties involved if you were to touch your IRA funds. And so also you have to think about Medicare. Medicare. Sure. You know, and bridging that gap because that doesn't kick in till 65. So what do you need for health insurance to cover those costs if you're retiring earlier? It can be daunting, obviously, if you're going at it by yourself because you need to have a professional looking at all these different milestones along the way to say, okay, you're 55. This is what you can do with your plan. Hey, now you're 59 and a half. We can do this 65, you know, and all these different check marks along the way.
0: Yeah, so what we do is for our clients is we're going to set up a laddering system for your income. We know every 10, about 10 years, we're going to want to increase that level of withdrawal. And so we have things set up that as time comes along and things mature, you're going to have more money down the road. It's called laddering. And so every other year, we're going to review that. And how much money do you need? I love it when we do our annual reviews with our clients because the first thing we ask them is, do you need more income? Right. And they're like, most advisors want to say, hey, can you cut it? Can you yeah. cut it? No. Hey, you've earned it. This is what it's about. What are you going to be doing? Let's get you more. Let's do this. The money's there. Yeah. Let's take advantage of it.
2: Yeah. And we actually ran a report the other day. I was talking with my husband, Taylor. He's one of our advisors here, too. And he sat down with them and said, you need to spend more money. You know, we look at our report that we gave them, and with all the spending that we had planned on and Social Security coming at the end, you know, because we're pointing out to the 90s. They still had over two million left in their portfolio. Wow. And so that's what we're saying. You can see this bottom line of what we talked about all these dreams. You need to spend more and have enjoyment now because she has some health issues.
0: And their goal was not to have that much more money. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio.